This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today with the one and only Sarah Farazia. David Yancev, David, David, David. How are you? <sighs> I, you know, it's touch and go. You know, as my friend Mackenzie Phillips, who was on this podcast, who was on one of the biggest hit TV shows of the 1980s, one day at a time, she also was molested by her father, John Phillips, from the Mamas and Papas. I was going to say, you know, your show, the interview you did with her was epic, but it was legendary. I'm sure you recall this had to be how many years ago? 14 years ago. I'll date myself because it was so good. Do you remember Please that do. interview she did on the Oprah Winfrey show? It was so shocking. She mentioned she it on my show. Yeah. That she had sex with her father. It was like you could not believe somebody as prominent as that family you know, you think all these things, you think they have it all figured out, but they don't. I mean, it caused were... a lot of drama and then it was a whole thing. And, you know, she, she also got a lot of criticism for it. Cause like she was saying, I think one word sex versus molestation. It's like a whole thing, but, and then she was addicted to drugs and she's in recovery. Well, all of that is a sidetrack because you asked me how I'm doing, but as my good friend Wait. Mackenzie Phillips tells me, I'm taking it one day at a time, Sarah. <laughs> 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 but wait, wait, wait. I have one more yes, question because it is legendary course. that you did that interview. And I mean, no one that is obsessed with pop culture like we are will ever forget the Oprah in moment. Um, does she re what did she say about the Oprah interview? Does she regret it or she? No, she doesn't regret it. I think she said I loved her. First of all, loved. She was just one of those people we just bonded. We did it like around last year at this time. I don't know when it came out, but it came out. In 2022, everyone should look. I love a recovery. I love when people are talking about their drug addiction and going to like the darkest place in the country. I just, it's my thing. I, it's one of the things I love talking about. That and the addictions of fame. Um, No, she didn't regret it. She was just like, you know, shame on people that that's what it took. Like, you know, I was saying this before or whatever, but it took like Oprah, like just kind of like, I didn't, like when I was releasing a book, I expected some people to read it. I didn't realize the power of Oprah, like a kind of like it oh. really took on its own life. And so she didn't regret it. No, David, how do you I mean, to me, something like that is just I mean, it's so brave of her to say it because it's so shocking. I mean, do, do, like she's in recovery. She's open about that. I mean, emotionally, though. 
I don't know. Do you feel like she ever got over that? I mean, because she and her father like had this sexual re- relationship, although maybe you're clarifying. Did they not actually have physical sex? They No, just- they did. I just think because she had falling out with like, I mean, her sisters, China Phillips, married to Billy, you know, um, the Baldwins. and Which, of course, Stephen is Haley Baldwin. Baldwin's mother and father. Yeah. So it was like all of this. No, she I think I don't know. There was a difference between I think she used to say it was sex and then she changed it to molestation rightfully so and it was like she from the process of writing this book understood like how could it be consensual when someone's one age that doesn't have a fully like function frontal cortex and you know then the family had thoughts on that that you're saying this about our father but we so is the bottom line is they're all reconciled now but it was just a complicated situation and she was also in the show one day at a time so i was making a I guess joke involving some dark subjects saying that she says, take it one day at a time. So when you asked me how I was doing, that is what I'm doing here. Today. Oh my so God. I want to do, I could do a show interviewing you about the people you've interviewed because it's so fascinating. I would love that. I'm telling you anyone that comes to this show and is listening to these housewives and all this bullshit, if you are not listening to the actual interviews with real fucking celebrities that do not spill their business on a daily basis you are missing the fucking boat people listen to those interviews they're good oh my god david you look i you are i'm addicted to your show i love and and I've been interviewing people for 15 years. I talk way too much. And what I admire is when you are doing an interview, you get right to the fucking question. You are so direct. You let them finish. You pause. You ask a direct question. It's so good. I try to do that. And yet I sit here and babble and talk about myself half the time. And my whole thing is like, look, I think one sentence about yourself is okay as it relates to show you're a human at times. But if I'm on my second sentence about myself, I'm usually like, oh, I even sometimes say like, this isn't about me. Let's move on. Like, it's just, it's not about me. So everyone that thinks all I do is talk about myself here, go and listen to my actual celebrity interviews. They're really fucking good. And I do not say, I do not say that about every show that happens here. Um, I don't say that about every podcast. Most podcasters suck. But I, when I found you and started listening, I was like, oh, he's good. He's very good. Well, guess what? Because you're over there. You shop shit around in Hollywood all day. My catalog is available for purchase with or without me. So let's, you know, mm-hmm. we just, uh, there's the number I have in mind. So we'll, we'll talk off air. I mean, everything's for sale, right? Everyone's for oh. sale. Please, yes. Um, Don't worry, guys. I ain't leaving yet, yet or anytime soon. You know what I want to talk about? What? I would like to talk about, and then you tell me what else you want to talk about. I want to talk about the rumors that are floating around about R-H-U-G-T, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip for... Yes, and the cast that is rumored to be on it, which is very, very interesting. I liked the cast. You know, you apparently have Dolores. We have Margaret Josephs, allegedly. Um, from the OC, we have Gina and Emily. Um, and then RHOBH, we're going to have Garcelle and Sutton. Love. I mean, that would be great. And then from RHOP, we're going to have Robin and Ashley. Yes. Now, this is all but a rumor, guys. Um, I don't know, I guess. And it's rumored to be in, in the it's dynamic duos is what we're, which didn't we just have that with like, I mean, didn't we just have that with um, the last one in Thailand? Like it was, you know, Heather Gay and Whitney. And I mean, that's, I thought it was the same thing, but right. The the theme is dynamic duos. Um, I, yeah, I could see this. Do you, you don't seem as enthusiastic as like, I, I, I feel like Ultimate Girls Trip at Dorinda's at Bluestone was just one of the classics. Um, you don't seem that enthused. Well, you know what it is? Are we, it hasn't even come out yet, but are we enthused as enthused for R-H-U-G-T-3 with Portia and what's her name? McSweeney or something, that girl from New York? I mean, are we as excited about that? No. And Heather and Whitney? Not no. really. I mean, I don't know. Like the first one was so good and the second one was good, but the second one had all the people on pause. Like- those are the animals. Those are the uncaged animals, not the people that have their job on Bravo. And I don't know, like, look, so, I mean, I think I need to see three to tell you whether I'm excited. It's not anything against the cast. It's just like the formula 
I don't know. Is is it is it played out already? Um, that's a great question. I don't think it's played out, especially because these are airing on Peacock. So yes. you know, it's great for subscribers to Peacock because you really exclusively get it there, and then maybe months and months later, you're going to get it on regular Bravo, Hulu, whatever you subscribe to. No, I think. You know, I'm with you. I like the dynamic of the people that are paused because I think they have something to lose, you know, or they, sorry, they have nothing to lose. So I think they're willing to be a little bit like at Dorinda's Bluestone. You know, you just, it was great. Like, I loved how they kind of got into like a little bit of a vaccine debate. You know, it was, it was, yeah. I mean, I, I can't say I'm anxious to watch Thailand. I, I just don't really care. Also, you know, it's fun kind of to see them at these um, exotic locales, but then isn't it better just to like go to Dorinda's? Isn't it better? Like, I mean, almost if they all were at Dorinda's, it'd be. <laughs> and there's nothing deep. Famous. Yeah. Like why can't Dorinda's just or host Ramona's them all? in the Hamptons? You know, I don't know. I mean, to me, there's something interesting when you go into these homes we've seen for a long time. I mean, you know, obviously Erica Jane's old mansion with Tom soul. But I mean, you know, how great if you could rent that, you know, for two weeks and you shoot at the pop old- over to Moore Manor and Lake yes. Bailey. I mean, check I out one of Karen that. Huger's rented houses and the P I mean, we could just keep going. Right. I find that much more interesting. I got to tell you, I'm not that enthused. Yeah. I mean, look, Dolores and Margaret. Okay. Garcelle and Sutton. Okay. Robin and Ashley, I mean, again, it's like, I don't understand why it wasn't Giselle and Robin and then Candy Gal with Ashley could have been explosive. And I'm not going to comment on Gina and Emily from the OC. I'm not (laughs) going to comment, guys. I'm not. I mean, dynamic (laughs) duos. So like Tamara already did one. You can't have her. I mean, I guess you have no choice. You can't call Heather and Shannon a dynamic duo. So you know, New York is off the air. I guess process of elimination. I mean, the OC, could we have had two from, we could have had maybe Atlanta. We had two from Dallas. I love well, We the could two. have had, you know, we could have had Sheree and Marlo. Yeah, that would have been good. You know, Sheree and Marlo instead of Emily and Gina, right? Yeah, that could have been good. I mean, Kenya already did one. I think Sheree and Marlo would have been better as the fourth couple i'm trying to think what other i would have loved sheree and kim zolciak back together you know like i mean that we kind of just need that splash from the past um i i i i I like the exes i like the exes i just think there's a lot of troubled exes that they would rather i know i don't think anyone is off limits except nini i'll stand by that i just think there's the exes are troubled right like we have Kelly Dodd is some, you know, red flags next to her name. Kim Zolciak has some red flags next to her name. Um, Who else is there? Like, where are we going to go in New Jersey? I mean, do they want to? I don't know. Jacqueline Larita, she kind of left with some, I mean, Staub. Danielle Staub has a lot of red X's next to her name. I mean, I'm not coming for anyone. I'm just saying like, you know, you know how it is as a producer in LA, Sarah, when the train is leaving, it's just, now look, I think all these people are desperate and want to do it, but you don't want any draw. Look, you know what the problem is with all these ex-housewives? Let me sum it up. Yes. Tell us. They're, They're humble and thirsty and they want the job. And they're going to say yes. So you don't even have to offer that much until they fucking sign the paper. And then it's like they forget the last two to 13 years of their life of how fucking thirsty and desperate they were. And then they fucking act a fool as if they're fucking running the network again. Right. I mean, that's what happened. Nene, Lisa Rinna. I mean, you can go down the list. That's the problem. They all want it. You call Kelly and you call Zolciak, who the rumor with the house foreclosing, you call any of them and they're going to take the job. But the minute they sign, instead of being like, you know, this is like, wow, wow. Like I'm getting $200,000, for, for not uh, right, like a, a week, a hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. Instead of being like, yes, ma'am. Yes, daddy Colin, I will suck your dick tonight. Just tell me how you want it done. They go from zero to being like, <laughs> and I'm okay with that on camera, but I think that's what... they do it off camera and that's the problem. And then who wants to work with that? 
I love all the DMs you guys send me about how you love listening to this podcast with a bottle of wine. Well, listen, fellow wine lovers, I need to tell you guys about First Leave. If you're like me, you go to the wine store and you're like, it's such a hard decision to pick out wine. I don't really know anything about wine. And then you have to ask for help. And I don't know, I used to always get embarrassed, right? Because like, I'm trying to act all cool. Like I know everything about the world when I really don't. First Leave changes all that because you go to their website and you take their quiz they'd ask you like what type of wines you like do you like whites or reds what type of flavors do you like and at the end they recommend bottles for you then they deliver those bottles right to your front door you don't have to go anywhere and then as you drink the bottles you give them feedback so you'll tell them if you like a bottle or if you didn't like a bottle and then they will hone in even further on what you really love i have to tell you like all the wines they've shipped me there's not a single bottle that i haven't loved so you can sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles from First Leaf for only $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash velvet rope. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash velvet rope to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash velvet rope. Now who listening is telling me that they don't want six bottles of wine delivered to their front door for $39.95? Well, I mean, that's what makes them great at reality TV, right? I mean, you know, I have learned in being a producer that, you know, people, everybody says, oh, my friend group's so crazy. I'm so crazy. When you put a camera in front of people and you do multiple interviews with a network, you begin to weed out very quickly. Everybody says that until you, but do you realize the amount of drama you truly have to have to keep that level? I mean, you have to be... Next level. You have to be the person that is calling Andy and going, I want this. I want that. I need this. You're not doing it because those are the people as much as they're a pain in the ass. Like there's kind of a saying in the producing world, you know, and again, everything has a line, but there's that saying where like the bigger the pain in the ass they are, the more of a star they are in in reality TV to a degree. It gets everybody. We saw it. We've seen it with Jill Zarin. And I'm not talking just Bravo. This is across networks. You've seen. I mean, I think Tara Reid, right, is one of those people that amazing on television, but became so difficult. Lindsay Lohan. Spencer Pratt. Spencer Pratt. People have a limit. But I think. There's a Chriselle line. Chriselle where- Staus. I mean, not Chriselle Staus. Christine Quinn. Sorry. Christine Sunset. I mean, she's bigger than the show and she's doing just fine, but she's terminated. I mean, she came out against Netflix and Adam DeVello and yeah. There's, the, there's, so there's a line. A line um, but I think sometimes that's what can make them very interesting because they are going to complain when most people, you're right, would be very grateful. Um but that's kind of what makes them interesting. And I know I'm sure Andy gets that and they put up with it to some degree if it's worth it. And then. So after you sign me from my reality breakout, I'm supposed to be difficult. This is great news. This is the no, best news no, I ever heard. Because No, no, no. It's like it's like people that are good at reality TV. They don't even know that they're difficult, if that makes right. sense, because that's just their real their real life is they don't really care that you're Netflix and they should be grateful. They're like. They, they, they're not even aware. You know what I mean? They're right. that good on TV. They're not aware, right. you know? But I agree with you. When you turn the camera, I mean, imagine when like, you know, people go to Seacrest and it's like, wait, this girl, MJ, I mean, she's batshit. And I mean, that is the biggest compliment. Wait, her best friend, G, this Gigi girl, she's fucking batshit. Wait, now you have a gay guy in the mix and he's batshit. And then you got Mike shit. It's like, that was, it's like, that is yeah. what, it doesn't happen that where it's like you walk in, you're like one after another. And like you and I both know, guys, you can show up with your friend group and they will be like, literally, you were there from the beginning. You waited three years for this. Three years you were in meetings at Netflix and Bravo. And when it comes down to the wire, they're like, Asa, yes, this. And you have to take one one of the friend group and kick them to the fucking car. Netflix is like, we're going forward. You're all going to be superstars. Sign on the dotted line. And guess what? Drop that fucking friend in the corner and go find another one. Right? You know that happens. You have no, no, we're real friends. We don't give a shit. That one don't fit, fit our mold. Get them out. Right? It's that is the truth. Yes. Yes. 100%. It is. It is a wild guys. Keep your day jobs because this business, guess what? It ain't show friends. It's show business. Sarah (laughs) Frazier. With the famous quote. Uh, Famous quote. 
the best that from the two best quotes that have ever been said on this podcast that I will take with me for years are that and Heather Matarazzo from Welcome to the Dollhouse. Shout out Heather Matarazzo. Scream. I use this. She was just on this past summer. I have a new thing that I use for the rest of my life every day. Sarah, two things get to be true. Well, wait a second. You love, you like Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna. Sarah, two things get to be true. (laughs) You can use this. You can use this in every aspect of your life. You like Madonna and Gaga. Well, I actually don't like Gaga, but let's pretend I do. Two things get to be true. Yeah. It's um, thank you, Heather Matarazzo. She was talking about my Anne Haitian interview and saying like, blah, blah, blah. And also saying, I like Ellen. And she was like, but don't two. And I wasn't challenging her. She was just, she's like, but two things get to be true. I was like, wow, this is, I love this stealing it. Um, Okay. Enough about you, David. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Um, Speaking of Emily and Gina and dynamic duos, the rumor is that Heather and Tamara got in a huge fight at the finale filming of the OC. What do we think about this? Does anyone care? Whose team are we on? And does anyone care? Well, um, and I also had read, did Heather, I believe Heather unfollowed Tamara, and I'm not sure if Tamara has now unfollowed Heather. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not shocked at all. I think Tamara is a person that is going to be able to go up against Heather. So I love the dynamic. Um, I am, I have not been a big fan of the RHOC. I also had read that this season 17 has wrapped filming. So they, they're done filming. Um, I've said it and I'm, I'm going to change my tune. You know, on this podcast, I've said Emily and Gina, I've, I've had, I've had lovely interactions with Emily over body image, um, because I have been on every diet and gained and lost 150 pounds over my lifetime. So I've had lovely interactions with Emily. I did not think Emily and Gina were that interesting, but now being in the business, it is it is hard to get on TV. It's even harder to stay on TV. So I've decided this season of 17, when I watch, I'm going to kind of let myself fall in love with Emily and Gina and see what people and like executives love about them because they've been on now several seasons. They clearly are assets. And so I'm going to really take a stance of watching them and going, okay, I'm going to name all the good things about them because here we are. We're talking about them. They're being cast on Girls Trip. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i curious to see if this season is good. I'm not shocked about the big blowout between Heather and Tamara. Your team, Heather, I – it's funny, like – Heather and Terry were two people I loved at the start. And then every season that goes on, I like them less and less. I don't know why. Uh, They're Hollywood royalty as well and very well known in this town. But I just, I don't know. I like that they've become less likable to me all the time. Sorry. Sometimes you say things and there's there's so much to dissect. Man. This is one of those times. Now, good luck. I wish you the best of luck <laughs> with your watching and, and note-taking about Emily about Emily okay. and Gina and finding the interesting nuggets. So I do wish you luck in that endeavor that you're going to take on. Of course, I'm going to watch the OC. I don't know if I'm going to go down that road of looking for interesting things about Emily and Gina. Look, they have been on many seasons. Do, I mean, is there something interesting or have they just gotten by with different circumstances like you know you deserved a second season and then a third season then we had our major setback with covid and we had a bronwyn issue love you in the real world bronwyn but you know they got to go back and love you on the show i'm not sure i'm there yet so we had to let bronwyn go and then we had this and now we had like okay dr jen and noella which i think is noella man she's tough to watch and so it's like I just think, you know, for continuity and bringing back Heather and Tamara, like, I don't know, like, have they, and I do think, I do think there was this, what's the word, this decision at the network and the production company, which you know how it is in TV, you can't make something happen. But I think there was the, like, this, these are the new Tamara and and Vicky. This this is it right here. I even know a lot of people in real world have told me that they're, they're, they, they ain't such good friends. You know, they don't not like each other, but they don't, they're not friends. They're friends with the camera. They, this wow. is what I've been told by multiple people. Okay. But so I think there is this, there was that narrative of like, let's make them the new Emily of uh, the new Tamara and Vicky, which I mean, so I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. I don't, I, I'm not there with you. I am not. And we don't even know if Gina's full time. The rumor is she's just a friend of, I'm not there with you. I'm not going to try to find something. I am so busy here behind the velvet rope. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to try to find anything interesting about Emily and Gina. I'm open. If they would like to present something to me, you know, you said you had these conversations with Emily. I had a dinner with Emily in New York, which she's probably really sorry that we had because I refer to it all the time. Um, <laughs> You know, lovely. I think we went to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Lovely, lovely woman. She is a much, much nicer person than me. She's another lawyer. Shout out to the lawyers. But, um, you know, nice, nice and 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 living a life with a nice husband and nice kids and driving them to carpool. And that to me doesn't make for interesting TV. I don't want to see your life. I, I really don't. I just, I don't really care about children and and carpools and play dates. It's just not, it doesn't interest me. So I am not there with you. I am not going to try to find anything interesting about the two of them. I think I might need to call it. I think I might need to call it. <laughs> Time of death. Well, I, I can't call it because I feel like there it clearly has to be something about them. I mean, now they've been cast for Girls Trip. I mean, if they were going- Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleg you're right. But allegedly, mind you, allegedly we had a cast for season three that turned out to be exactly true. Minus the substitute of Tinsley for Portia. So I'm, I don't tend to believe things like this, but since the season three girls trip turned out to be pretty much exactly what was rumored, I'm taking this as gospel as well. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm going to try to lean into them and, and see what's great about this season. Um, and, and, you know, we've already seen tons of rumors, Vicki Gumbelson again, filming another scene. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of Vicki back. Um, what that means. And, and I, I think they have to, I, you know, I think, I think, wow. I think season 18, if there's a season 18, Vicky's back full time. I just do. Wow. I mean, listen, she's another one. The thirst is real. She wants this, you know, guys lay off she's Jill great. Zarin, like lay off Jill Zarin. I mean, someone cut a, a, a copy of this and send it to her because Jill gets, I think a bad, is Jill thirsty for this? Sure. But Everyone else is too. Vicky is just oh. as thirsty as Jill. So, you know, like- look. You could argue Bethany. Bethany, who's worth probably $80 million, is, you know, thirsty for it. She has to be. You are not doing the- re Look, do I think there's a ton of money in podcasting? I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you, aren't I? Yeah, according there to is. you, Right. And according to you, a few weeks ago, you said that we're just at the beginning. You made me very excited for my future. You said you we're, just, you we're just at the beginning. So great. Someone come and buy this fucking catalog. Buy it. Buy me. Don't put me on iHeart. I don't want that shit. I need a real deal with millions and millions and millions. The next five um, years, it's going to be insane. For people who so. have a following. Yeah. I hope so. But like, look, I mean, Bethany is not doing the Rewives podcast at iHeart for money. It could lead to a lot of money, but not $80 million. So yeah, she is thirsty for this too. You're right. Using Talkspace to me makes me feel like I have a mental health professional with me at all times. And I freaking love that. Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry and being able to reach out to my provider at any time, anywhere makes taking care of my mental health super easy. You guys know I'm never in one place for very long and I'm so relaxed when I'm traveling and I'm away and knowing that I need to talk with my therapist, all I have to do is send a message from wherever I am. Look, therapy isn't easy, right? And dealing with mental health head on, it's a challenge at times, but connecting with my therapist isn't and shouldn't be. You can sign up online for Talkspace and you get a personalized match with, with a provider that's right for you, typically in no more than 48 hours. How great is that? And they have thousands Thousands of licensed therapists with over 40 years experience in all specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, and so on. Relationship issues. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash velvet to get $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com slash velvet. Can you believe Thanksgiving is next week? And you know what that means? Then the holidays. Here's the problem I have with holiday shopping. I went on to lululemon.com the other day to buy my gifts for everyone. And I seriously was on this website for, I think, about an hour and a half. And I checked out and I bought not one thing 
for anyone else. And it's not that there wasn't anything for anyone else. It's that I bought everything for my damn self. It is literally my favorite brand. What I love about Lululemon is I love clothes that are so comfortable, but so stylish. There's there's joy in motion. Listen, their clothes move so well. And everyone I think always thinks of Lululemon for like working out and athleisure wear, which absolutely, but there's so much more. I got jackets there, pants, dress shirts. I just bought the cutest navigation down jacket. It's so comfy and it fits so well. Now I'm going to have to go back to Lululemon because literally I now have nothing for anyone else for the holidays. So for your holiday shopping, go to lululemon.com. You'll find everything you need for all the special someones in your life. Jackets, pants, shirts, so many great accessories. And again, the clothes are so freaking comfortable. That's lululemon.com. But um, I don't know. Look, Vicky might be, she might be an official friend of by the time we're done with the edits. And I mean, she came in later in the season, but look at Kathy Helton. Kathy Helton came in so late and look what she did. So she was the, you know, we couldn't wait for her. We anticipated part three of our HOBH reunion just for Kathy. And you're right. She was on what, half of the episode? We didn't see her till five episodes in or something. It was crazy. It just goes to show you when she cried, when she cried and sobbed into her tissue and her life fell apart when her best friend Tamara Judge who came after her was given a contract and she wasn't and she was happy for Tamara but were you really Vicky be honest when 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 the lights went down at night did you feel any jealousy towards Tamara girl it's just our secret I think you did I mean look at Tamara being back has helped Vicky it got her Vicky sucked it off she took one on the chin said I'm gonna go work for free it's okay like you know I'm not a cast member Tamara is and look, it could be le- right. Let's who knows. So, guys, take the Lisa Rinna approach now. The Vicky approach. Just say yes to every opportunity in the business. You never know where it's going to lead you. Absolutely. Um, and yes, I am between those two. There's no question. I don't need to watch the show. I don't need to. I am one billion trillion quadrillion percent Team Heather Dubrow in the real world, always and forever. I have said it, you treat me a certain way as a human being, and I will forever, I don't care what the reasons, Heather has been great to me twice, and Tamra has her podcast. I'll just leave it at that. There you go. Um, and Tamra has been on the show too, guys, so go listen to my chat with Tamra. Um, you know what we need to talk about? What? New couple alert, or just a fun date, Ashley and Luke, a few weeks ago. <laughs> What do you make of this, by the way? They look good together for sure. God, they're hot. They're young. I love it. I am loving it. I am loving oh. it. I am here for it. Ashley Darby and Luke. I think were they, were they on a double date with Carl and Lin- Lindsay? Maybe. I thought I they went to like whatever the sport is, whatever hockey. Or hockey whatever at the Capitals in D.C. <laughs> so who the hell is that? The Rangers, the Hawks, the the, the Bird Eyes. The I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. But Ashley, look, <sighs> they were sitting at one point at that bar and it's like they weren't kissing, but the body language. Look, Ashley is hot. I think Ashley is Luke's type. They're around the same exact age, I think. Aren't they? Aren't they both like 37, 38 in that range? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Perfect age. I mean, look, if Luke is, how can I put this? I think there's, I mean, I've, I've interviewed Luke twice. Everyone could go listen to them. I'm letting my interviews speak for themselves because I'm not going to, just like I don't want to say anything maybe negative about Tamara. I don't want to say anything negative about Luke, but go listen to the two chats I've had with him. Um, you know, look, if he is, I wouldn't say struggling is the right word, but certainly his status in the Bravo community is not that of a housewife. This would be a good upgrade for you, Luke. You could be on the Real Housewives of Potomac. That's got to be better than hoping you're back next season on, you know, Winter House. And I'm not saying he doesn't really like her. Girl, I mean, girl, Luke, you could do way worse than Ashley Darby. I see it. I see it. I don't see her with an older. I I am. I don't this either. One, I see I her like with this. I like this. Yeah, I see her with an age-appropriate guy. I see her. I mean, I mean, could you imagine Ashley on Winter House? I mean, with the crossover. Um, oh my I, god! I, they're sexy together. They're young together. I see it. I mean, you know, 
the the challenge for Ashley and and all of us women that have kids and then you find yourself single is, you know, I mean, I don't know, is Luke. And of course, it's way too it's way, 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 way too early. They're just having fun and maybe they have fun for a year or two. But it's like, is Luke integrated with the, the boys? And I don't know. We'll see. But I don't I know. I it. think that I could see Luke stepping up to the plate in that sense. I actually could. Okay. I mean, and I, but how does that go? I can actually see Luke being the more, if he fell for her eventually, being the more heartfelt one. Like he's like, well, I don't, what? Like you're bringing home like Susan tonight? Like who's this extra Susan that's going to be in our bed? <laughs> like I think Al, she's the one that's going to be like, look, I'm in the mood for our girl. You want to join or not? Like <laughs> I actually think that Luke is the one that's going to be mm-hmm. like, what? Like we don't have threesomes. I'm in love with you, baby. Well, but Ashley says she feels like that time is behind her. Remember the first couple of episodes of RHOPH yes. this current season, Ashley says she, that's where she and Michael <sighs> really have differed is, you know, Michael is 62 and ready. I mean, Michael apparently could be going to an orgy and she's like, I'm just, Michael, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I don't know. Listen, that- if, if Ashley Darby goes from Michael Darby to Luke Alvarenson, Oh, this might be the trade-up of the century. I can and see girl it. makes her together. what? I mean, she probably makes like four, five, six. Maybe oh, yeah, she's making good. Seven. I would think she's making lots of coins now, I would think. She'll be a sugar mama for Luke. She has her own money. You don't need Michael's money anymore, girl. Like, figure out how to manage your own money. Like, this is you, this, this, this. I am so for this one. So, I don't oh, know. All right. I, I am. Hot. Yeah, this this one I am for. You know, now there's like Tom Schwartz talk with Taylor Green. I don't know if I'm for that. I mean, he already said like, look, I'm not ready to date. And you know, like there's these rumors, the whole thing with Raquel is fake. And I don't know. Like, do we do we want Tom Schwartz with Taylor from Southern Charm? And he said out of respect for Shep. And Shep is like, I don't give a fuck. Go, go, go and banger go and date her go and marry her make her an honest woman like i don't know i'm just I, so it's kind of like really your this is your expertise so you tell me i mean i you know I, i've just never been into vanderpump rules ever 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 even when it was like you know i know you've said when it was at its peak it was one of the greatest reality shows of all time i never got into them you know, if I saw any of them on the street, maybe I would recognize them, but I honestly, they would never be people that I'd be like, oh my God, can I have a picture? Like I'm obsessed. I just, I don't know. I could To be off. from that show as like a, I have, don't see any upside to dating Tom Sandoval, Ariana Maddox, Tom Schwartz, or Katie. Ugh, I say no to all four <laughs> for so many different reasons. All right, honestly, well, wait, let, like, it, let it out. I mean, the only one from that show I really want to date. I mean, well, I'd like to, you know, date Lisa Vanderpump, but I'm sorry, Lala. Lala is the one to date. I agree. Lala is the one person I'd be like, oh my God, I love her. Yeah, she's she's pretty amazing. I love the style. I love the drama. Don't, you know, here's don't judge a book by its cover. She's wonderful. She's smart. She's real. I, I, I've. My experiences with her have been great. And Sheena's really, really a nice girl. So, I mean, I would probably date Sheena. The other four, I'm going to pass. So I don't really care about this one. Um, What else can we talk? Should we talk about the low rate? So Salt Lake was okay. I was going here. Beverly Hills was the lead in and without leading in, it dropped to like the ratings on salt, like dropped. It's like in the fives last time I checked. And I mean, that's not good. Tell me all of your thoughts. I now I love this season of Salt Lake. You I'm do. on an island. I'm on, You're an, on island. an island. You're on an island. People hate it. Um, I like it because we know what's about to be in store. I feel like it's, you know what? I mean, have you ever picked up a book, right? And the first three chapters suck. And then you get into four, five, six, by eight and nine, you can't put it down. You're up at night. You're watching. I mean, we're 
getting ready to that point. This is the calm before the storm, everybody. This is just wait. You know, they they're all team Jen. They all believe her. They they're anticipating this trial. And meanwhile, we know she's about to plead guilty. And I think the second half is going to be so good. I think they're going to be questioning their friendships with Jen. I think Coach Shaw, they're going to have, I mean, they're still together, Coach Shaw and Jen, but just the highs, the lows that, you know, I, I think it's but going are we going to see really all that? Good. Or is that like right at the end of filming? And Well, you could timing. be right. If we're, if the timing is off, we're in trouble. I'm hoping the timing is good that we're going to get good. I, I get what people are saying. It's a little. What are they like, saying? Because I'll give you my opinion. But what what well, are the people saying? They're saying how we feel. How I feel about RHOP. We're pulling at straws here. You know, we're trying to pit Heather and Whitney against each other over Whitney's abuse that she suffered when she was a kid, and she's now remembering it. Nobody's really buying that. This stupid, stupid Lisa Barlow story of her, you know, giving a blowjob to the guy that owns the Utah Jazz or whatever for court sites. I mean, no one believes that, like, in any universe. So, you know, Meredith, I mean, what's going on with Meredith that's compelling not much. I mean, you know, Brooks has only been on one episode. We love ourselves some Brooksy, but he's away at school. Brooksy. It's sort of like, you know, I think it's suffering the RHOP thing. There's not a lot. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot. And I would put my money on P. If someone said you have to watch SLC or P, I would choose P at this point. I mean, I'm with the people on this one, Sarah. I loved season one. Season two was so good to me. Again, we're with five wives and we have three friends of, which, but let me not even get into that for a minute. I think we are grasping, put Jen's side aside. We have five wives. I don't believe the Whitney Heather fight and they keep doing press and doubling down. That doesn't make it true just because you are, I mean, you're skilled at the game just because in all your interviews, like Heather's done interviews where she's like, I am so hurt by Whitney. And I mean, girl, that doesn't make it any more believable. Like I still don't believe this runs deep. And even if it does, I just don't care. I mean, what we have a storyline about a choir you're forming like was it you that we were talking about this or was it someone else that said like when you're the executive producer and they oh I think it was Kim D on our Patreon it's like okay Heather so come on you know this is how it works you know outside of Beverly Hills when we have to come up with storylines what do you got going on in your life okay you're writing a book okay yeah we'll throw that in there okay you're forming a choir nah next like in what world is this like, wait, circle the choir? No, I would say no, Heather. No. Do you want to keep your job? No. What else? Can you go out and sleep with someone and get in a scandal with a married? Like, we're talking about forming a choir. I'm so bored. We have Whitney's storyline and the husband. And I guess that's a little more interesting. Fired, but not really. I mean, I am just bored. I'm, there's nothing happening here, right? Like the Lisa thing, this didn't happen. It, she didn't give blowjobs. Like you said, it's hard enough to imagine her giving a blowjob to John Barlow. I'm sure he's very oh, satisfied. I mean he's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Love you, Lisa. Love them. But like, I'm just, I'm bored. I literally like, wow, wow. What is happening? And then to me, the only saving grace to this season that I would have found interesting is if Jen didn't plead guilty. And we were watching this the way we watched Erica two seasons ago, now that this past season of Beverly Hills is finished. Did she or didn't she? She's talking to her mother. She's not lying to her mother. She says she didn't do it. Wait, I thought Jen was guilty. Then you see a scene with Coach Shaw. Wow, I thought Jen was guilty. Look at how hurtful she is with the cutie, sweetie Coach Shaw. This woman didn't do this. Shame on you for thinking this, David. We would be back and forth. Is she guilty or innocent? And the fact that we know, I'm almost the opposite of you. We're like, I don't want to know. It's strange to watch it now. So it's like, I, that's not even my problem with it. It's so boring is my problem. But like, at least if we didn't know, I would be on the edge of my seat being like, oh my God, there's a, there's a trial. And did she do it? And like, I, I think know, she did true. it. 
but she's with her mother alone. I mean, there's cameras there, but she's alone with her mama. She can't be lying to her mother. And I would be debating every week here. Is she guilty or not? I would literally be confused. That would have been interesting. I think they banked on that. And here we are knowing, I think knowing has ruined the whole season. That's a hot take. I was going to say the other thing that I really sense it. We really are missing Mary Cosby. I mean, I don't know if oh, Mary's yeah. regretting. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to message Mary today and ask her. I mean, I, you know, I, we're missing her. It, is Mary wish, wishing she had stuck around? I mean, I'm, you know, at first I was like, uh, and again, I kind of stick by this. I think Mary saw the writing on the wall. I think she saw what this show does. People investigate, they dig, they dig until they find something. And I think, now she's been there absolutely no criminal charge. Everything's been dropped for her alleged about the church or whatever. But I think she had a good she's got a good thing with this church thing that she has going. And maybe it's all on the up and up. I have no idea. I just think for a lot of reasons she wanted out business, you know, most of them having to do stemming from business. Right. But Mary. Mary is really missed on this show for a lot of reasons. She was quirky. The relationship she had marrying her grandfather. I mean, the, her relationship with her son, which was very much like I love a mama's boy. You know, I mean, Mary is another per Mary doesn't even know how good she is on TV. She's that good, you know, and I, I need to write to Mary and say, one, I apologize. We miss you dearly on the show. Two, do you miss being on the show? She, she, and three, really are you going to come on behind the Velvet Rope podcast? The other thing that isn't good for them is they all seem like they're friends, really, on, on Salt Lake. Mary was not friends with Jen Shaw. Mary was not friends with a lot of them. Mary did not like them and would say it to their face. We kind of have this kumbaya right now where they're rallying around Jen and, you know, we're trying to, like you said, we're trying to have this fight between Whitney and Heather that no one buys. You know, they're cousins, they've been together for a hundred years. Um, do I, you know, I think Meredith and Lisa probably aren't really friends and aren't going to be, but it's not that interesting. You know, Meredith is very like, all right, I'll just stay away. You know, I mean, they're it's, it's no, I get what the audience is saying. I am a person, I love a spoiler. So I'm still interested to see how it plays out with Jen. But I mean, if the women don't really turn on Jen and there aren't some explosive things around this and the timing doesn't work out, we're in trouble. We're in a little bit. Yeah, of I mean, Heather Gay definitely is not turning on her. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I think Mary has no idea of how good she was. I say justice for Mary Cosby. Um, I gotta I say too, I'm, I apologize. Made, she made good TV, like whether you like her or not. And look, if she left for business reasons, then then I love her even more because that's what I love. I hate like a Jen. I said this before. I still believe in my, I, no one will ever change my mind on this statement. I think I said this with Catherine Edwards and her mouth like dropped open. She was like, really? I and mean, she wasn't arguing. She's, I believe that if Jen Shaw were given a choice, she, look, she wasn't caught because she was on TV. She was caught. This was going on. But I believe that if someone said to Jen Shaw, you have two choices, continue your life. Girl, you know what you're doing and you're guilty and you're making this you know, $9 million in restitution. That means she made more than that. You keep, you have, look at your, look at the money you're making. Look at this. You keep this life. No, you'll never be found out. Never. No one will ever know. Or, and you never will be famous or you're going to be famous and you're going to go to jail for however many years. I think she would choose the second one to go to jail. I will, you will not change my mind on that. See, you're having the same reaction that Catherine Edwards had. Your eyes are bugging out. Your mouth is open. I stand by that. I don't care what people say. Disagree with me. Right. I mean, it I is, think it almost... she would. Yeah, go on. Them. I, I think she would say, no, it's okay. For, I'll, I'll get caught and I'll figure it out. I, I, I want to be famous. Brian, it brings me back to Lance Armstrong, you know, of course, the greatest cyclist, greatest cheating cyclist. But, you know, Lance Armstrong was these people that are narcissists and meant for television. They can't help it. You know, Lance Armstrong would have gone down as the greatest cyclist in history. He never would have been found out for doping. 
but he he couldn't stay away. He retired and then he unretired and he came back in whatever, 2005. And then by 2007, they'd uncovered all his doping secret. And that's, and he says, if I hadn't come back, but he like, he wouldn't, he couldn't stay away. He couldn't, the fame, the money, the accolades, people want pictures with you everywhere you go. You get into every restaurant, you get, you get invited to award show, your VI fucking pay. They can't, they can't help it. I mean, look, he that is so high. It's it's hot. It's nice. It's really nice. But I do think there's a lot of people in the world that say no to these reality shows that have Diana Jenkins money or or a hundred million dollars and their lives. You know, they get in pretty much anywhere too. They they can go to the Met Gala and sit near Kim Kardashian. It's called "Here's fifty million dollars, Anna Wintour, and we're going to come." It's just in. that nobody. I mean, even though they're rich, nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like like. But if you're a whole person, you don't need these accolades. True, true. You don't need the people asking you for pictures. You're like, I don't want anyone to, you know, and I, I don't know. I feel like I have such a different relationship with fame because of what I do. And I've been doing it for three years. I do. I really do. I don't mean me. I just mean speaking to all. I mean, I've done like, like they say, like, what is it like a thousand hours of anything? And you're an expert. Like, that's the that's the thing. I've done a thousand hours. We're like at 600 shows, but I don't count any of the Patreon shows as a number. The, I'm boring you with details. I've done like over a thousand interviews at this point. So I feel like I, you speak to like people that you thought were so famous and everyone's just a person before every was- uh- I can't even tell you that here in Hollywood, how much. So like, I really had, yes, I've met Cher four times. I've broken down crying the third time. Like if I met her again, like there are very, very few people that, but that's not like, that's just, you have that, that, that extra thing. There's something about you. Like, I can't even believe this, but short of like a Cher and a Madonna, I don't know if there's anybody that like everyone to me is just a person. I really I don't even need a picture. I just enjoy like a true interaction of like, this is an authentic moment. Like during my interviews at times, like my eyes light up. I'm like, oh, this is an authentic moment. Now the other 50 minutes was just complete BS between us, but I'm not going to call you out on that, but that's what I love. And so I don't know, like I just, I really think if you have that desire to be famous, you're lacking true happiness. I do. I do. Okay. I love this. I have to love you and leave you. Man. This is so good. We got, we got, but I do agree. Mary Cosby, justice for Miss Cosby. I'm going to message her DMs. Um, Follow me, follow Sarah Frazier, and we will do this again soon, Sarah. Bye, gorgeous. Love you. Bye. Bye, David. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.